there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Phil Gomez. Phil, we are going to touch on your time as an undergrad at the University of Texas in Austin a little bit later, but I want our young listeners to know that you were an economics major when you graduated in 1993. Did you take any classes about renewable energy? Were people talking that much about renewable energy? And if not, how did you learn what you needed to about this industry such that you're able to do the job that you have and that you've had on the new energies team? No, that's a very good point. And back when I was an undergrad, there wasn't a big topic and a big part of the conscious of the culture there. And so as I've moved into this field, there's a variety of extracurricular or kind of individual training folks can do, whether it's through certification programs or for conference attendees or individual reading. But the most important has been really engaging with people that we've hired from the outside and brought in experienced hires that have worked in renewable energy and different, let's say, solar or wind projects, talking with them, learning, finding out what their experiences have been over the last, say, 10 years. Because in this industry, if you have 10 years experience in solar, you're kind of the top of the heap. So it's a very young industry. And believe it or not, it's something that's still growing and developing. So I look for every opportunity to learn more, but really I don't have any official training from academic point of view. So is what you're saying, Phil, that you had to educate yourself? You had to seek out those colleagues with more experience. You had to do extra reading, maybe outside the office or attend different conferences. Was that pretty much because you were self-driven that you were doing this? Well, because I wanted to move in this area and you have to do whatever it takes to kind of position yourself to make yourself as attractive as possible because these jobs are very competitive. And I'd say that there are a lot of people, they they see the direction that we're moving in and they'd like to move into some of these roles. Now, that being said, I think one of the benefits was that I did have experience working in the state of California. I had worked with different utilities. I knew the landscape of the policy and some of the advocacy groups already. And that was really beneficial because even though I knew those agencies and organizations from a previous role when I was more on the natural gas side, it was seen that that would become very beneficial and helpful as I moved into new roles and new energy. So you build on the past that you have and you apply those skills, but also develop new skills as well. And I'm guessing that it took a fair amount of time outside the office. Yeah, it can for sure. I mean, there's you can continue to really get a broad breadth of knowledge or, or really focus on one area. 
But believe it or not, once you start learning, you can become an expert on something pretty quickly because it's so young in a new area. And it's just totally exciting because it, it seems to be changing quite frequently. So for those young listeners who know now that they would like to get into the renewable space, would it help them if they had an academic background? And if so, Phil, what should they study in particular to put them at the front of the line when it comes to the hiring process? I'd say it's definitely helpful. Any any type of education that you can bring to the table, whether or not you have an environmental degree or some type of power or energy related degree. But if you don't, all is not lost because one of the things that you'll see a lot of universities and even kind of organizations are offering certification programs where you can show that, you know, you've completed a program of study that gives an overview of both solar or the different types of wind power. It's not particularly technical focus, but it can also touch on the business aspects. So I would suggest young listeners to to look for both a formal training and if they're still in school, but if, if maybe they recently completed their education to augment that with certification programs. Do you have a place in particular that you would recommend for certifications? Yes, actually, the Stanford offers a wonderful renewable energy certification program. I believe that it's probably one of the best known programs. And it's something that we actually recommend to folks that maybe come to us, say, look, I want to get a good overview. I don't have a lot of background in renewable energy. And it's something that they can do on their own time. It's self-paced and online. It doesn't require any type of classroom activity, but it's all self-paced and it's a wonderful overview program. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.